0: God. Praise God. My my, God is so good. I love the word more. M-O-R-E. And the other one's a good word too. Good name. Bible says that in Jesus Christ we have life and it more abundantly. Not just life but abundant life, more than just life, abundant life. It's joy, and it's unspeakable. Not just joy, but more than just joy, unspeakable joy. And you find that in serving Jesus Christ. For in Him we live, move, and have our being. Jesus is the very essence of life. Because of him that we have an existence. It's because of him that we have a future. That we are a people of promise, a people of divine destiny. How I many are thankful to be a part of the greatest organism in all of the earth, the church of the living God? I get excited about the church. I know that local assemblies, they are not without imperfections but there's nothing wrong with the church the mystical body of Jesus Christ and Paul said having put all things under his feet and gave him to be head of all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all it says everything is under his feet and if we are the body the body is located between the feet and the head he's the head Amen. And everything's under his feet. So it stands to reason if he's conquered it and it's under his foot, it's under our feet. So why should I be afraid? Why should I live in fear and trepidation when it's all ready paid for our victory? It's an honor to be here. I know it is Monday night and many of you have worked today. Some of you probably didn't hit a lick at a snake, but Many of you have worked hard and, you know, sometimes resting is weary. You need to get up and start doing something, get the blood circulating. i I got a Sunday night message tonight. Is that okay? I believe, have you got just enough left in the tank? Enjoyed these services. This is a church that loves ministry, loves the five-fold ministry, loves the evangelists. And we love and appreciate you very, very much. It will probably be next year before we meet again. Amen. But that's not too far off. And uh, hopefully sometime next year. In the book of Luke chapter 19, I want to call your attention to verse 35. Luke 19, verse 35, and they brought him to Jesus, meaning the coat, they cast their garments upon the code, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And it was come nigh even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, "Master, rebuke thy disciples." And he answered and said unto them, "I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Jesus said, "If these choose not to worship me, the rocks, the stones, will immediately cry out." I want you to look at somebody and tell them, if you won't, somebody will. I feel the Holy Ghost is going to challenge us tonight. Necessity is laid upon us. It's laid at our feet. What are we going to do with it? If you won't, somebody will. If you feel like you can't, somebody can. And somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that's not a deep, prolific, profound sermon title, but it's what I feel tonight. I can assure you that God's church is not in trouble. Somebody's going to always step up to the plate and get the job done. Anybody ready to step up tonight? Anybody ready to swing for the fences? Somebody's going to make contact with another world. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm convinced that if there was ever an occasion in Scripture that called for praise and worship, our text is the one that qualifies. This was a singular moment in the history of Israel. A historic event, I believe, of epic proportion. Why? Because several Old Testament prophecies are now being fulfilled in the city of David. Beloved Jerusalem. It was Zechariah who had predicted that Israel would see their king coming to them humble and riding on a coat. This really was a day of triumph and prophetic fulfillment. Yes, it was a red-letter day, a high-water mark for the people of God. And I believe tonight can also prove to be a high-water mark, a most memorable occasion, a red-letter day in your life. It was for the people of God that day. You've got to understand the event that is taking place. The people are celebrating the Lord's arrival to their city with much adulation. They are worshiping their Messiah, their King. However, in the midst of this wonderful time of jubilation and celebration, right in the middle of this great worship celebration event, the Stoic religious people were offended They found it repugnant. They did not appreciate what was happening. They thought the people were becoming too radical and yes, even obnoxious with their worship. It's kind of over the top, don't you think? They're drawing unnecessary attention to themselves. But what they failed to realize, it was really not about themselves. It was about a Messiah. It was about a prophesied king. I just wonder tonight, before I go any further in the message, are we fully aware of the significance of this service and this moment that has been afforded us? I have not come to just go through the calisthenics. I'm not here to just go through the motions of Pentecostal servitude. I'm not here to gaze. I'm not here to watch. I'm not here to spectate. I'm not here to endure another 30 minutes of church. I believe in this house uh, there are some praisers represented who can fully appreciate and also understand the significance of this moment that has been afforded us. We have come to give praise to our King. How many believe He's your King of Kings? And He is your Lord of Lords. He is your mountain mover. He is your door opener. He is your problem solver. He is the answer to every dilemma. And I feel His presence. And if they can go over the top, and if they can create a stir and a scene, we ought to be able to. You can be seated. Yes, maybe they were a little radical and obnoxious with their worship. A large group of people are following Jesus with palm branches crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel who comes in the name of the Lord. You've got to understand, and I can almost visualize what's happening. The crowd is alive. It is somewhat energetic and loud and boisterous. The kind of service I like and recommend, by the way. I like church loud. I like church fast. I like to be among people that recognize their priesthood and understand that worship is not a duty. Worship is a delight. Worship is not a payment and worship is not a penalty. Worship is a privilege. I wonder tonight on a Monday night when tired bodies are represented, uh, I wonder tonight is there anybody who can join in with that crowd uh, and say, Blessed be the Lord. Hosanna to the King. The kind of service that I like and I highly recommend A service that you're not a stranger to. And I realize it come to my mind, I know I'm going to be preaching to the choir tonight, the proverbial choir. I'm preaching to people who are alive and energetic most of the time. Hello, that's not in my notes. I just kind of felt to say that. Hello. But you know what? My focus tonight is not so much on the I wants. My focus tonight is on the I-wheels. Because I believe represented in this house is a group of people that says, If you won't, that's okay. The show will go on. But it's not a show, if you will. The Lord will be praised. My focus, I choose to concentrate on those who are willing. On those who are eager and anxious. On those who are obedient. On those who are alive and energetic. The I wills are represented in this house because your attitude is I'm not going to rebuke the I wants. I'm not going to get an attitude about people that don't want to worship. The only thing that matters, I choose to focus on the one that brought me out and the one that's bringing me into something. If you won't, that's okay. Somebody will. On this memorable day, during a most important event, the Pharisees wanted Jesus to rebuke the people. He wanted Jesus to shut the service down. You must understand that the Pharisees were known for their self-righteous religion and pride. Can I tell you that pride is an enemy of praise? Amen? And dignity works against dancing. These self-righteous, religious, prideful, sophisticants, if you will, who are more interested in public opinion and perception wanting to protect an image because the Pharisees were given to much study and learning. I guess it's like one preacher said, they were word people. We got a lot of word people in Pentecost today that always wants to point to the Bible. But honey, when you point to the Bible, understand that the Bible points to him. The letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. It was the spirit that brought us the word because the Bible says God breathed. So don't brag about being spiritual if you're not numbered among that group that says, I will. I may not be at my best tonight. I may be weak. I may be pulled in this direction. There may be an avalanche of ongoing problems in my life, evangelists, but I choose to do what they did. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary. I will dance. I will shout. I will sing. I will run. These religious people wanted Jesus to rebuke these worshipers. Amen. They were appalled. They were taken back by what they were seeing and hearing and and they wanted it stopped. You know, apparently they thought they could intimidate Jesus or at least influence Him. However, Jesus responded to their request by saying, If these people, this loud, radical, obnoxious, wild, energetic people who are experiencing an overflow, who have become emotionally whacked out, if these settle down, if these become silent... And passive. If they remain quiet, he said, I tell you, the stones will immediately get involved with what they used to get involved with. If the stone, if these hold their peace, the stones will immediately cry out, I've come to challenge myself as well as you. I am more determined. I'm not going to let somebody worship me. I'm not going to let somebody take my place. You ought to make up your mind. Nobody's going to outrun you. Nobody's going to outjump you. Nobody's going to outshout you. Nobody's going to outworship you. Nobody's going to outpray you. Nobody's going to get ahead of you when it comes to church attendance. Honey, if the doors are open, count me in there. I'm not looking for a reason not to go. I've got a reason to go. He said, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, if they stay silent, The rocks will cry out. In essence, what Jesus was serving notice too. If you won't, don't worry. Somebody will. If you don't want to step up, that's okay. Somebody is stepping up. Amen? If you won't bless the Lord, I'll say it again. The show will go on. There will be a church. There will be a group of praisers. There will be a large majority of those who choose to bless the Lord. What are you preaching tonight? I am preaching that when Jesus entered into their city, his very presence demanded that they give homage that they praised that they worshipped many of them they didn't just put their coat on the coat for Jesus to set on as a saddle but they'd lay their garments in the road they'd take palm branches and lay it down for Jesus and the coat I'm here to tell you the Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise it talks about let the high praises of God be in your mouth the Holy Ghost is challenging every one of us to go beyond Beyond what's convenient. To go beyond what is normal and usual. To go beyond the familiar. Because we all have our little ruts. And we all have our predictable patterns. But I wonder what would happen if we would be willing to go further. They say we're not just going to praise him. We're going to cut down Palm branches. We're going to take our coats off and lay it down for Jesus to pass over because we respect and reverence Him. This is the Messiah. This is a prophecy fulfilled. We have waited so long for this day. God, help me as a man, as a preacher, as an evangelist, as a Christian, never to feel like that I have arrived and I have grown spiritually or intellectually beyond what we used to do. I still believe in old-fashioned praise and worship. I still believe in making a joyful noise. I still believe in hand clapping, foot stomping, aisle running. I still believe there ought to be some shivers among us and some holy quivers among us and there ought to be a whole lot of shaking going on in this house. Why? Because we're in the presence of God. You've heard it, but here's an illustration. If you ever see a turtle sitting on a fence post, you know he didn't get there by himself. And honey, we need a reminder that we did not arrive. We did not survive. We are not here tonight. By ourselves, not in our strength, not in our ability, not in our ingenuity, not in flesh, not in our reasoning power and rational ability. Honey, I got news for you. You're not that good and neither am I. But we are here by the grace of God. And I say that demands somebody to say I will. It is an insult to the very greatness of God to remain silent, stoic in his presence. His presence deserves more. I won't be still. I won't be silent. Because in his presence... There is fullness of joy. There's a joy that we get from God that we cannot get from anywhere else. Amen? All may not be well, with the economy, with your finances, with your health. But there's just one thing at the end of the day you have to park and and just give some credence to God. You know, in the Holy Ghost, I'm in hot cotton. In the Holy Ghost, I'm on the mountain. When it comes to the spiritual things, if it gets any better than that, I don't know what I'm going to do, oh Lord. I say, thank God for the joy of the Lord that remains our strength. So if you want, somebody will. Somebody's not suffering from amnesia. You still remember. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, I want to be an I will Christian. I still believe it's in order to make a joyful noise. That word noise is in the Bible. Amen. Some of you have made noise all day long. What's happened? You've been loud. Been throwing your weight around all day. Been demanding this, hollering that, raising your voice at this one. Looking yourself in the mirror, talking bad to yourself. Hello. Been loud all day and want to come to church. I'm just not emotional. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Amen. Every one of us are emotional to a point. I know we're different. You talked about it. We're all different. But don't tell me you're not emotional. Amen. We can put you to the test. Well, I... It just takes a lot to get me stirred up. Let's see how long it takes you to become emotional if somebody slaps you upside the head. Somebody can just be running in church enjoying their Holy Ghost and about run over you and you get an attitude about that. And you're not emotional. They saw me. They just wanted and they're about to run me down, run me over. I, I don't buy into this. We are not. We have what I call selective emotions. We pick and choose what we get excited about. Honey, I'm not going to side with that self-righteous, prideful religious group that says, hey, we need to just kind of modify, tone it down a little bit. You know, we're going to be called this and that and the other. We're going to get a bad name. They're going to label us whack. That's all right. They can say what they want to, but I'm going to side with the other group that says I will. I'm not going to lose sight of the fact that he's worthy. Make a joyful noise. It says that they... They, they begin to praise Him with a loud voice because of all of the miracles and the works of God that they had witnessed. Amen? That's so what it says. Luke, you keep reading that. It says, The whole multitude rejoiced and praised God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they witnessed. The greatest endorsement for praise and worship is not found in the words of Jesus. If they won't worship me, the rocks will. Amen? He said, Immediately cry out. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now. No wonder there's only going to be 30 minutes of silence in heaven. Because God's just not into this everything being so blessed quiet. Not like some Pentecostals. Oh, silence is golden. That's a cop out. Amen. That your well's running dry. Amen. Amen. It doesn't bother, I probably mentioned this before, it doesn't bother me people that don't shout, that's never shouted. But it bothers me when somebody lets their well run dry. And they used to be a part of the I will group, but now they kind of side with the I won't or they got an excuse, I can't. Amen? Amen? It's amazing what we do during the day. But suddenly we get to church and we've got a disability. We got a handicap. Well, oh, arthritis is like oh, the room at bursitis just showed up. You know, I got faith, I'm about to get a headache. Amen. You worked through the headache today, and I commend you for that because it's like the bumper sticker that reads, I owe, I oh, owe, I owe, so off to work I go. You know that responsibility, duty. You don't work, you don't eat, so you press through it. You go ahead and work anyway. You try to get through the day with all kind of aches and pains and problems. And I say you are to be commended. But if we can do that for the carnal things of life, then how much the more should we do it for the eternal things that will not be corrupted? Thieves cannot break in and steal. I'm laying up some treasures. How about you? Where moth and rust doth not corrupt. I can tell you that every time you offer a praise to God, it is not wasted. I wish somebody would say it. I will. Bless the Lord. When I pastored, it's been many, many years since I pastored, but... uh, had a lady in my church, I may have told I preached a lot here, so I'm probably repeating myself on some things, but but I've heard the same songs too. And I act like I like it because I do, so you act like you like it even though you've heard it before. And you got some new stuff, preacher. Oh yeah, I'm I'm mixing some in. Hello? You don't ever repeat yourself, do you? They've never heard anything more than once, have they? And that lady, she was in her 70s. You could drive by her home, and she had a tiller. And she would make a big garden every year in her mid-70s. And you'd walk by there, or drive by there, and she'd be out there. I didn't stop and say, don't overdo it, because she was bringing us groceries. Fresh. garden. Tomatoes and okra, butter beans and peas, squash. Keep it up, sis. She had enough sense when it got real hot because she started early. She'd quit. But, but, But she made this statement one night on a Wednesday night. She played the guitar and she sang. And she made this statement. She said, I'm tired. I don't feel good. And besides that, I'm old. But she said, I have made a decision, and it was made many years ago. I am not going to give God less than what I give my family or self. She said, if I can work a garden at my age, I can come to church and worship. I can praise Him. I can lift my hands. I can play this guitar. I can sing. I can get with the preacher. She said, it's no excuse. She said, I've come to decide and learn that people do what's priority in their life. And the last time I checked, this ought to remain top priority. I wish somebody would shout. I wish somebody would dance. I wish somebody would leap for joy. For him. Don't let somebody slip in here and take your place.. Because he said it. If you don't want to cooperate, if you don't want to get involved, don't worry. I'm not going to miss a beat. Somebody's going to step up, and somebody's going to praise him, that somebody can be you. That somewhere can be here. What do you preach? I'm really preaching about a personal involvement, choosing to worship and not watch. It's up to you. You can either be a worshiper or a watcher, a participator or a spectator, a praiser or a gazer. To all of the watchers, the spectators, and the gazers, I have a word for you. Somebody will. The show will go on. Somebody will praise Him. Somebody will. Just because you won't doesn't mean there's not somebody who will. In fact, for every person that won't, I believe God's got more that will. I believe that's your spirit, your attitude, your drive, your desire, your hunger. It is to please the Lord. He still inhabits the praises of his people. Not the gazes. Not the spectator. Amen? If you want, somebody will. Why do we have a personal responsibility? Simon Peter put it like this in his epistle, 1 Peter 2 and 9. We have been given that great personal responsibility to praise the Lord. Why? Because he said, we are to show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen? That's why I choose to be a part of the I will group. I will rejoice. I will worship. I will give praise. Because He brought me from darkness to light. It was a marvelous light. I was lost, but now I'm found. I said there is a responsibility laid at our feet. To praise Him. I was blind, but now I see. I was on my way to hell, but I'm on my way to heaven. I was dirty, but now I'm clean. I was trash, but now I'm a treasure. I have been given a great privilege. I'm a part of the household of faith, which is the family of God. But with that honor and that privilege comes an awesome responsibility. For the Bible says, to much is given, much is required. We have been given so much. We have a treasure in this earthen vessel. We have hope beyond this veil of I don't have to quote any more scripture. That's enough to join up with the I will group. I will. I don't have to wait for him to ask me to do it. I don't have to wait till they sing. I don't have to wait till somebody shouts. I don't have to wait till everybody around me can kind of just hide me in my little worship. I'm just going to go ahead and bust a move right now because I remember the pit God dug me out of. I remember all the addictions and the attachments. And I'm preaching to somebody right now. Somebody's having a flashback. God has been mighty good to us all, and I say I'm going to bless Him not to show bold, to, not to gain unnecessary attention to myself, but the attention, the spotlight, I put it on him. Let's give him praise. <laughs> to much is given. Much is required. Hey, a perfect example of the value and the importance of praise and worship was that one leper that returned. How many did he heal? Where are the nine? Oh, they dispersed, gone their way. I can't, I can't talk about something I don't know, but I'm going to give you some praise because you healed me and because he returned to give thanks. The Lord said, I got something else. I'm not just, I healed you a few minutes ago, but now I'm going to make you whole. I healed you of that highly contagious disease. And you still look like a leper, even though it's no longer in your bloodstream, your blood system, it's no longer there. But you still look like a leper because the scars are there. You're you're missing parts of your body. Your face is still distorted, disfigured. You still walk with a limp. You're missing toes and fingers and part of your nose and part of your ear. But, but you know what? Because you returned to bless me. I got a blessing for you that you didn't ask for. I'm going to make you whole. He restored to him everything that had been taken. I'm telling you right now, don't tell me that my God can't work it. but my God can't turn it around and restore and fix everything that you think is unfixable he can do everything you think that is undoable there cannot be a reset button I'm here to tell you my God can come to where you are and he can give you gifts he can give you blessings he can answer prayer he can fix he can heal he can make whole I will bless the Lord And when he went back to town, they probably couldn't recognize him because he didn't look like the other nine, even though they had been healed of leprosy. Went to the priest, priest, you're clean. By looking at him, you would never know that he used to be a leper because he looks just like he did before he contacted that disease. Every part of his body is back. His color is good. All fingers and toes. His ear, nose. That strapling, masculine, good-looking guy that he used to be. He's been made whole. Maybe a little older now, but you know. A little, but uh, he, he don't look like a leper. He's not, his face is not all twisted and everything. But I'm telling you, that's what God wants us to understand. That it's not unfixable. The joy you used to have, you can have again and then some. The victory that you used to walk in, you can experience that again and then some. There's a lie floating around. It's been in Pentecost for years. Once you backslid, once you went back on God and you've come back to God, oh, he'll forgive you and restore you. But you can never be what you used to be. That is a lie. The devil hopes you believe that. But I'm not going to believe that. I'm telling you, he can bring you back to where you used to be and you can go higher. You can go further. You can go deeper. He can be richer. He can be sweeter. You can have a greater anointing. You can have a greater revelation. You can have a stronger walk with God than you have ever had before. I say the presence of God is in the house. But if you won't praise Him, somebody will. Let's give Him praise. I'm not going to preach much longer. I promise you. I've already got the check so I'm not hanging around waiting I'm not leaving tonight I'm leaving in the morning early so he gave me the check before service and I turned around like I was leaving he said whatever you want to do I'm not going to leave you hanging I hadn't looked at it but it's there it's good it always has been Amen. but I ain't preaching for this only you weren't expecting that was you You think I'm gonna do this for nothing? Do you work for nothing? I wished I was financially able to just write you a check and give it to you. Hello? That's right. That's my spirit and my attitude. But but it takes money to pay bills. Amen. But but I just wanted you to know I. It's not that I'm fixing to leave. The reason I'm going to cut my message. I, I'm, I'm preaching long enough, and, and I know how I am. I'll say I'm, I'm about through, and it takes me 30 minutes to actually get there. But the landing gear's down, spotted the runway. I said I wasn't going to concentrate on the I wants, but maybe I will. Not really. Because I, I think most everybody that comes to church here is of that group I will. Or at least I'm trying. And we're not in competition with anybody. When I say, don't let anybody outrun you, outshout, it's not that you're competing against somebody and trying to show them up or outdo them. Oh, no, no, no. It's unto the Lord. Everything that we do, is I preach unto the Lord. You worship unto the Lord. I get paid for being good. You're good for nothing. <laughs> not really. The Lord says, wait just a minute. They're the apple of my eye. What do you mean good for nothing? They're stepping up. They're tired. Some are sleepy. Some have pain in their body. Some are just tired and wore out. But you know what? They're rallying. They're responding. Not just to my presence, but they made a covenant a long time ago. The Word. And I, what I appreciate, and I tell it everywhere I go, what I love about this church, it's balanced. You can shout and run and shout and, with all the music. But I said, let me tell you, they will shout just as much to the Word, if not more. Thank God. Balance. If all of you, if all you got is the word, you'll dry up, and if all you got is the spirit, you'll blow up. Amen. But if you've got the word and the spirit, you'll grow up and eventually go up. You've got to have a balance, and I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of reasons. I suppose David was called the man after God's own heart, but one reason would have to be the fact. That he was an I will kind of man. Because I hear him saying, I will bless the Lord. When it's easy, when it's convenient, when I feel good, when I just got a blessing, when I just got a promotion or a raise when I'm on top of the mountain. No, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. He said, there's not a time I'm not going to praise the Lord. I don't take a day off. I don't take an hour off. I don't, you know, my praise is not predicated on circumstances. Whether it's going in my favor or whether it's going against the grain, that has nothing to do with my relationship to God. Job put it like this, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name. That's why he survived his trial. It's because Job was an I will. He said, I'm going to bless the Lord. When I'm tried, watch this, I will come forth. Honey, you better get some tenacity and some resilience about you and some resilience that says it may not be easy, but I'm coming out of this. I will triumph. I will overcome. I will get through this. Come on, let's all stand and praise him. Oh, I will, I will, I will. If you want somebody We'll, musicians, if you'll come. I'm going to tell you something, hero worship is everywhere. Hollywood, movie stars, icons, sports figures. Our society is saturated, inundated with idol worship. Idolatry rules the day. Hero worship everywhere. It's sad when in a lot of our churches, the young people can name every member on the team and, quote, and can't even quote Acts 2.38. Don't even know what Ephesians 4 and 5 says. I'm picking out that little stuff. Small One Lord, one faith, one faith. But they don't know. Can't explain to you why they believe what they're supposed to believe. But they can name the starting lineup, all 11 on their baseball team, football team. Basketball, I know, has got five. They can name them, they can name the reserves. That's right. And see, I know a lot of that too but I know a little bit about this too. And it's not a problem here. But see, here's not everywhere. And sometimes you're not even aware of what goes on in other places. We've got churches that close down on Super Bowl Sunday. Or it must be them, you pay cash, people. You pay cash. You pay. And I'm one of them. I'm licensed with UPC. And I get a check. You'll get that in a minute. <laughs> Not just some of them. Not all of them. But you got some other oneness organizations. Don't be naive as to think that they got some of the convictions you got. Because there's one thing up here and something else somewhere else. Not all of them. I I, I need to quit. You prayed, get on him. Somebody said, I don't know if that's the Lord or not. Well, it's probably a little both, me and the Lord. But I'm trying to make a point. Shut down for Super Bowls. And and, and those that don't, I I preached. I I preached. So I'm preaching every Sunday somewhere. just And even Super Bowl Sunday. And, and, And you'll watch them go out, stand in the foyer with their phone, catching the score. Hello? I'm just going to say it. They're not a part of the I will group. They're a part of easy, convenient church. Do your own thing. Make up your own rules. Hello? Amen. And I, I'm not dogmatic. And, and, and Y'all pray for me. I, I read the sports sometimes. I, I remember Larry Bird. Somebody said, was he a quarterback? <laughs> well, you know, they're old school, die in the war, ultra conservative. If they think Larry Bird was a quarterback, played football. No, he played with the Boston Celtics. And I've named some since then, LeBron James. But, but my point is this, it's a sad day when people know more about and they idolize people that have no morals and hold them put them on a pedestal marry and divorce and sleeping around and and, and and oh but that's my hero something is wrong And I know that's probably not a problem here. My point is, don't let it become one. And you ought to thank God every day for leadership that you have. For a pastor that loves. And sometimes tough love, but it's necessary. But he's going to preach to you the truth with love, with compassion, without compromise, without favor. Amen. And you don't mind hard preaching when you know it's being preached in a spirit of love and concern. Because in a lot of places you hear this advantage because I travel. A lot of places there's a letdown. Amen. I probably shouldn't even mention this. I was told not long ago of a preacher he said I was preaching for this guy and it was during football season and he said I kept noticing the pastor kept getting up and going outside and church ended he said I went into the office and he was there on his phone and he said come on in brother he said I'm just catching up on some scores the pastor I say again you ought to thank God every day that you got a pastor that keeps the main thing the main thing Somebody ought to say, hey, you're talking about Abraham? I know a little bit about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I know a little bit about David. I know a little bit about Simon Peter. If you won't, somebody will. This year is almost gone. And I do believe it's been a great year for this church. but even greater lies at the door. I've shared this here. Y'all remember a couple of years ago, and I, I know I got you standing. Church had ended. I was standing over here. Brother Randy was over here, and some more gathered around, and it's pouring down rain outside. I looked at him. He looked. I said, did somebody just knock? I said, you hear a knock? He said, yeah. Said, yeah. And almost just within five seconds after the knock, I opened the door and looked. Nobody there. Because I'd even preached that night about revival is at the door. Simon's knocking on the door, wrote a, answers, and goes back reports to the prayer meeting committee. He's there. They said, it can't be he's in prison it must be his angel that leads me to believe it wasn't their faith that got him out of prison they're praying for him to be released he sh- the miracle wanted to interrupt their prayer meeting and i preached about it's knocking on this church's and that night heard a physical literal knock he said well that's just well if it's my imagination there's a bunch of us got some problems cuz we all heard it I don't understand everything. God doesn't relinquish His sovereignty to us. There's there's mysteries within His sovereignty that I don't understand. I don't understand why it doesn't heal everybody. doesn't raise everybody up. Why every prayer may not be answered according to our time. I don't understand. But revival has already been here. And it continues to be here. You've got a beautiful building. You have got in new furniture and you've remodeled a lot of things. It's so beautiful and and there's new faces that I see. I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised if the next building program is a new building, a larger sanctuary. Because, honey, you're fastly outgrowing this one. Somebody else needs to say, hey, I want some of that. Put that harness on me. Put me in the traces. I'm willing to pull. I'm willing to work. I will, I will, I will, I will. As she sings, why don't we lift our voices one more time? Why don't we gather in just for a few moments or how long you want. And just praise the lord rededicate yourself recommit yourself hey this is not just about worship when i talk about i will that means i will be faithful i will have a prayer life i will read my bible i will fast i will worship i will be all that god wants me to be i will be a witness i will be a soul winner i will be a light to my world
1: where there should be praise the most
0: One thing. Move out of the way. Somebody's about to worship in their healing, their miracle. It's on me. i got to speak it. Come on, come on, come on. Watch this. Abraham said to his servant, I and the lad will go yonder mountain to worship and we will return. return. Here's the question. Did they return? Oh, yeah. Here's the point. Worship will always bring you back. Yeah, right. Whatever you're going through, wherever you have journeyed to, wherever you are right now, if you'll get involved in worship, it's going to bring you back. He said, the Lord will give pro- provide the sacrifice. They're going up one side of the mountain, but unbeknownst to them coming up the other side, they could not see the sacrifice that God had provided. I'm telling you, if you'll just go to yonder mountain and start worshiping, God will bring you back. He'll bring you back to joy that's unspeakable. He'll bring you back to life and it ever, more abundantly. He'll bring you back. Somebody's about to step into healing. You're about to step into joy and gladness. See us? In your spirit, there's about to be an eruption of joy. It's been brewing. It's been building. Lift your hands right now. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. Don't say you don't have the joy of the Lord. But I'm telling you right now, there is a joy, and you will begin to express that joy like you have never. That's it. The hand of the Lord is upon thee. Spring up well, let the joy manifest. With joy will you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. While I'm on the subject of joy, there's some joys that God's about to add to this church. <laughs> <laughs> Rock-a-bye, baby, it's on me. I feel it. In the natural and also in the spiritual. Some of you come alive about the natural, and rightfully so, but you ought to throw down and give God praise for the promise of new converts, babes in Christ. Go ahead and worship your miracle in. You want to get back to where you used to be in God? Start worshiping when you feel something and when you don't because it will bring you back. God bless you.
1: the presence of the lord he is our
2: somebody feel like magnifying him tonight when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me it makes me want to dance it makes me want to shout it makes me want to run because nobody can do for me what Jesus can you know we all make light of that song about shouting John when they come up there to tell him why he can't shout in their church and can't dance in their church And he begins to rehearse to them exactly why he needs to dance and why he needs to shout in the church. Every now and then when we don't feel like it, we need to begin to remind ourselves about everything that God has done for us. All the goodness. Hey, Brother Sanford, I'd be lost and on my way to hell there's no doubt in my mind right now I'd be in the grave with mouth cancer if God hadn't brought me back to the house of safety and when I think about that when I think about that and now my wife's in church my babies are in the house of God hey it gives me something to shout about something to dance about hey he's been mighty mighty good to me nobody's done me like Jesus When Brother Ford, Elder Brother Ford looks at me at 86 years old and he don't walk as straight as he used to. Me and my cousin, we used to make fun. His arms were bigger around than our thighs was. But at his age, decrepit as he's becoming, he looks at me and he says, Marcus, maybe he says, Brother Marcus, he says he'll do to walk with. After all these years, I can't say nothing bad about him. He's been mighty, mighty good to me. My children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, they're in the house of God. I will worship him, I will magnify him For the queen, when I think back where we were But tonight you got two boys And grandbabies dancing in the house of God There's no reason for you to hang your head No matter the trials of life God's been good to you God's been mighty, mighty good to you He's been better to you than you deserve You are to shout You want to worship You are to praise Him There's nobody like Jesus God is so good. Oh, he's so good. Thank you, Brother Sanford. Thank you, Brother Sanford. (laughs) I remember it's been 15 years ago or so. There was some that was here. We was at the UPC youth camp. brother doug white got up and he made a little introduction and then he keyed the sound man to start the music that he was going to preach about and most of you even if you've been in church you've heard that stupid song that says who let the dogs out it's loud and obnoxious and he played that across the sound system in that auditorium and then that big man began to preach about that God had opened the doors and the gates and let the dogs of the world into the church and if you wouldn't worship him and you wouldn't praise him he says it'll be all right. God let some dogs out he says and they'll come and they'll worship and they'll magnify hey I don't know about you but I'm just a poor wretched sinner mother it don't matter how good anybody thinks I am I am a nobody I'm a nobody and I was going nowhere until Jesus found me and saved me hey I'm thankful and I'm grateful to be a part of the kingdom of god thank you brother samford did an outstanding job reminding us of what a privilege and what an honor it is to thank him and to worship him thank all of you for coming out tonight on this monday night to magnify god with us it's your honor it's your privilege that you got to come into worship and to magnify but thank you all of you tonight, all of our guests, thank you so much for coming out to worship with us. Continue to remember your pastor and pastor's wife on the road, that they would just be have a good time. Uh, and everybody else, just be, be careful in the way. Let's remember that Wednesday night we have play practice. That's going to be for the, uh, the younger, just the older ones. The, the babies tomorrow night. What time? 6.30 tomorrow night. All parents, hopefully those tomorrow night won't be driving here. Parents, 6:30 uh, tomorrow night for the practice for the younger ones, and then it's seven o'clock, 6:30, six. Somebody talk to me. What did Sister Brooks say? Ma'am, I'll reach out to Sister Brooks. She'll text y'all. She'll text y'all. Sure time tomorrow. I know last week's practice was a little bit tardy because people was late getting here. Whatever. I lived that for a long time. When Pastor was saying that about being on time, you're holding everybody up. Hey, it's hard for the adults to keep good spirit you're late like that or whatever after they struggle to get here so please do be mindful of that that uh, it always turns out well no matter how bad practices are it, man it always just turns out really good everybody's blessed grandma's grandpa's snotting and crying and doing and stuff when the children messing up hey it just turns out well so come come and be a part of it lord bless you in jesus name you're dismissed